Hello and welcome to Easy Operations, episode 18. My name is Ron, and I'm joined by usual guests, or not guests, but just my co-hosts, my my pals, my buddies. Mondo? Host? Guest? Pal? Buddy? What's up? All of the above, all of the above. (laughs) All right, and James? The usual bros here. All right. Welcome back, guys, and uh, welcome to uh, you listeners out there. This week, we've been up to a couple of things. Um... I'm going to touch on this one first. Let me jump up on this schedule here, guys, because I don't think we're going to be spending a lot of time with this. And this was the WWE Battleground. This was the uh, SmackDown exclusive pay-per-view. And guys, what a snooze fest. I could care less about this event. Um, I didn't like it. And I I tuned out, man. Like, did anyone like this thing? Someone someone throw it a um, life preserver here. You know what? Understandably so. I mean, uh, the opening tag match was... Hands down, the best part of that entire show. It was the match of the night. Match of the night. And it's so sad that we got to see it so early because I thought that was going to set the, uh, like a bullet point, you know, like, hey, set the example for this pay-per-view and be like, hey, it could be more than expected. But you know what? Uh, Of course, WWE drops the ball again. And like Ron says, it was a snooze fest. I have to agree. Yeah, I think that like the company forgot how to close matches nowadays or you know figure out a finish yeah for whatever reason there's a lot of these matchups are actually pretty good on paper but i don't know if they're just wanting to stall for SummerSlam or the big four pay-per-views but something like aj styles versus kevin owens shouldn't be as awkward and weird as it was however that match was that should have been like a triple a match and it ended in the weirdest way possible i heard it was a botch <laughs> um everyone's saying it's a botch and then uh you know, following up to SmackDown, it seemed like that was the case because they kind of made up for it. It was probably the worst pay-per-view of the year <laughs> by far. And uh, it was funny because uh, just like I mentioned in regards to SmackDown, this episode was a much better pay-per-view <laughs> than the actual pay-per-view was. And uh, that's sad to say. Well, it's funny you mentioned that because I keep trying to convince my friend who only watches Raw that SmackDown is the better show. And whenever he tunes into, he skips the shows. And whenever he tunes into the pay-per-views, they never deliver. And here it is again where the TV show was better than the pay-per-view. Right. (laughs) Yeah. All right. Well. And I just want to cross-reference things right now because we are kind of, uh, you know, we did sign up for the New Japan uh, Wrestling app, which is about... $10 $10 per month, just like the WWE Network. And the G1 Climax 27 is going on right now. And they're pretty much, guys, they're wrestling every every day to just about every other day for about a month. And I got to tell you, the matches that they're putting up with their lineup of car uh, of talent that they have that they, they keep using over and over again for the next month is just amazing. And it's like the WWE should take, you know, should take notice uh, at New Japan and see how how they're doing how they're doing the storylines and how they develop and it's just like no match is ever the same when I look at New Japan uh, as of late so I agree just New Japan out. is where all the quality is right now and if Lucha Underground is around that as oh, well yeah. but uh, WWE has to step up man I don't know what's up with them lately yep. hopefully SummerSlam pans out yeah and uh, I do want to mention Mondo if you can talk about how much of a pain that website is to navigate oh, through yes. and just kind of <laughs> the sign up process I mean they do not make it friendly for English uh, readers and they do have it in both languages but it's just really hard like how do you have you had a chance to sort of navigate through that um, yeah actually uh, I like using my phone for this app specifically because um, on the Xbox one 
it's kind of hard to navigate with Internet Explorer. Um, but James did bring up a good point. Uh, there is like a, <laughs> like a button on the upper upper mid area where it translates the page to English. I think you guys are just blind. Yeah. <laughs> Everything is I know I am. I know I am. But yeah, I, I mean, on my phone, it's a lot easier to navigate. I can see things, uh, you know, it's But that's uh, the phone browser shows the exact same page, guys. Come on. I have a big screen TV, and so I get kind of complicated to me. Yeah. Uh, but so one thing I will add is that it, it's unfortunate that they don't have standalone apps that you could just kind of stream this on your console. You really have to have like a, a streaming off the web page and it's not very sophisticated in that respect. Yeah. And I, I don't know. Have, have you guys, were you guys able to find, uh, I don't know, James, have you been on the app lately? Cause uh, I can't find the um, English commentary for the last three nights. It'll say it, it'll, when you watch the archive, it'll say archive, English archive available. When you click on okay. it, it'll actually give you both videos you have mm-hmm. to choose the one that's English. The only thing is sometimes it won't say it on the description. It will just show the same event twice. And you're like, why is there two of them? So <laughs> uh, one of them will be the Japanese one. If that's not the one, you just try the other one. Okay. Sounds great. I'm going to do that tonight. Mm-hmm. All right. Sounds good. Well, that's the uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling uh, app. What's it What's it called again? Yep. Uh, NJPW or okay. New Japan Pro Wrestling app. All right. And uh, this week, Mondo, you got a chance to catch up on Spider-Man Homecoming. Uh, we, we talked about it a little bit in the last couple episodes, but why don't you give us your impressions on it? Okay, so I did see it with you bros, and then I saw it last night again. Uh, I just wanted to kind of refresh my memory on the movie itself. Oh, and man, I got you know a terrible what? memory then. I was... <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know what? It, it was enjoyable. So I really liked it. what did you pick it. up on the second round then? Uh, I liked it. I liked it. Uh, you know, at first I thought, you know, Peter Parker was like this whiny kid. But then I have to understand. I'm like, you know what? I was the same person back in high school, you know, just kind of whiny, unsure of myself. Uh, not sure what's going on. And just all these things around me going, you know, left and right. Maybe you're so, still whiny right now. <laughs> <laughs> just a bit. Just a bit. But, you know, I don't have those cool, amazing Spider-Man powers or a cool, you know. Oh, wait. I, I do have my cool Asian friend. <laughs> All right. Star Wars. Well, but anyways, I mean, the movie was great. I-, I loved all aspects of it, and I really highly recommend it. It's a lot of fun. All right. Well, that's a second thumbs up for Spider-Man Homecoming then. And uh, this week, we did all go out to the movies again, and uh, this time we watched Dunkirk. Now, let me get into the format in which we saw it, because there's many ways to see this movie. Now, originally, we wanted to see this in IMAX 70 millimeter because this is the largest screen that you can get this is the best possible way much of this movie was shot in IMAX 70 millimeter uh, but that was like a $25 ticket and with service charges we were getting very close to $30 and you know what everybody we cheaped out and we decided to go <laughs> we decided to go for these only the 70 millimeter which I'm speaking for myself I regret because it only seems slightly larger than just a regular size movie screen. I will say, though, the sound was spectacular in our theater. And it had me jumping in a couple of times when some gunshots were going. But It uh, may be the theater, though, because I could have sworn when I saw Hateful Eight, it wasn't the same theater. It was the one in Culver City. The screen and aspect ratio felt wide. Like, it, it seemed it was large, longer than CinemaScope uh, aspect ratio you normally tend to see. This theater uh dark light which we saw in sherman oaks it didn't seem like they even changed anything at all they didn't widen the little curtains uh it didn't seem any different so i don't know maybe that's like kind of like a faux 70 millimeter 
Uh, I really can't comment because this is the first time I've actually seen a 70 millimeter uh, film uh, showing. But I did notice that they added like just just a little bit on the sides. And I think that was pretty much it. Yeah, but... that's that's kind of what I was catching, Mondo. Just a little extra on the side. So a little more rectangle than usual. I feel that maybe their version of 7mm is just that they're projecting on a film projector rather than a digital format in a 7mm wide screen. Well, That's just me. All right. Uh, well, I, I will say I do recommend to people, if you can, I think it's worth the extra money to go see it in IMAX. So Definitely. That, yeah. So, all right. Let's get into the movie. Now, uh, this movie is directed by Chris Nolan. You'll know him from Interstellar, from the Batman uh, Dark Knight trilogy. And... Uh, I really like this movie. Um, it's very short for a Christopher Nolan film. It's uh, about 140 minutes, as opposed to everything being close to three hours. Or, you know, <laughs> you mean, you mean an hour and 40 minutes? 140 minutes is pretty long, bro. <laughs> really? Wait, hold on. Now. Let's do the yeah. math here. Oh, all right. <laughs> um, so, well, I like, I like me some short movies at 320 minutes. <laughs> It just it just flew by. Those three hundred and twenty minutes just flew by, guys. Uh, but I I like this movie. It's very fast paced. They don't waste a lot of time getting into the action. And uh, one thing that I had trouble with was they kind of have certain places in which this movie takes place from three different perspectives, and they don't really give you a lot of context for what each of those are, and they give like a timeline. And I later learned that they're taking place at different moments in time. And uh, in my mind, it just wasn't making sense until you guys pointed it out to me. So uh, that's the only thing that I had trouble with. But, uh, you know, a great movie overall. Not the best Nolan movie ever, but uh, definitely a great war movie. What did you guys think? I enjoyed it. Um, opening scene, it scared the hell out of me. I, I literally jumped out of my freaking seat. I think yeah, I just so the guy on my left. <laughs> it was like, uh, okay. <laughs> just kind of giving me a stare like, hey, man, you know, shit. I honestly Sound felt that, it, that the, like, you know, I kept jumping after almost every bullet shot because I kind of didn't know the way the scenes were shot. It was kind of hard to tell how far uh, or when the and next bullet's going to be. It was so suspenseful. And the... Uh, you know, just the setting with the uh, background music was just uh, on point. You know, you were excited. You were kind of feeling uh, a little edgy. You're kind of feeling nervous and, you know, you want these guys to pull through. And it was just it was just a perfect mix of everything. Yeah, a great musical score by, uh, I believe it was Hans Zimmer. Mm-hmm. And it really gives it a, a, a force reliable. of tension. The, the only thing I have with it, uh, I've considered this movie more of an experience than a film. Uh, while it is great, it's essentially a nonstop action movie from begin- right from the get go all the way to the end. It was nonstop suspense. Uh, the only it's kind of like a double edged sword though, because you're kind of thrown into this uh, experience and you're kind of going through what the characters are going through. It's pretty crazy, and the only drawback is due to the nature of the way this was kind of portrayed in terms of the narrative. There was kind of zero character development, so when certain people die it was not as uh, impactful as it could be because you kind of don't get time to learn, know about any of these characters. You're, you're more, uh, you kind of feel more, I guess, empathy in a sense that, man, they're in a sucky situation. That sucks, you know, what they have to go through, but not necessarily for a particular character. Um, but beyond that, I thought it was, you know, excellent, excellent experience just to witness just like the whole uh 
the process that they had to go through. And it was kind of interesting. This movie has zero blood. I would say zero soldiers, uh, zero yeah. tanks, <laughs> zero gunfights, essentially. And yet this movie still was 100% intense throughout the whole way. I really enjoyed that aspect, especially as a, that filmmaking aspect, just to make me feel like that. Without any of those, uh, I commend it for that. Yeah, I will say that I, I too agreed with you that there's not a lot of character exposition and you almost waste the really high quality actors that you have in here because they're not saying very much. Harry right? Styles? You, no, you in have uh, Tom Hardy. <laughs> you have Tom Hardy, you have uh who's that guy that's like a director? Um hold on, I have it here. Well and speaking of Tom Hardy while you're looking that up, it seems like it seems like he's destined to be always covered in a mask or <laughs> act with his eyes or something. It just seems like he's always in a character where he's uh, his face is covered. So it's kind of funny. You're thinking of Kenneth Bra- Branagh, Kenneth by Kenneth Branagh, that's the one. Thank you very much. Yeah, so um, you're right. Uh, Tom Hardy's covered up. Uh, Kenneth Branagh has a, a couple of good reaction in his facial expressions, but not saying a lot. So that would be my one sort of critique of this movie. But overall, it is a great experience. I agree. Yep. All right. Uh, and then I actually got a chance to go with my girlfriend to go see The Big Sick. Uh, this is a romantic comedy, and uh, I'll give you the IMDb description. This is a couple deals with their cultural differences as their relationship grows. Uh, this movie stars Kumail Nanjiani. I hope I'm pronouncing that right. You may recognize him from Silicon Valley. Uh, he is one of the developers in that show. And basically, this is based on a true story in which uh, his girlfriend, essentially, they meet, they fall in love, uh, and something happens to her. She gets sick, as the title says. And oh. it's kind of like, what happens when you're trying to date somebody and then they're sick all of a sudden, and, and how do you come to terms with that? And and uh, it was a funny movie, and, and although you think it would be a huge downer, it's not. And uh, I really like this movie. It's, it has... a. Uh, 87 Metascore. It's getting a lot of good reviews. Um, so, James, I would definitely recommend you you check it out. With yeah, your it's, it's on my radar. It's uh, an Apatow movie. I like all, uh, you know, what that guy produces. Produced by Yeah, Yeah, but they're all kind of the similar vein uh, of all his, his movies. So, I'm into it. I'll check it out eventually. It's not a morbid comedy? There's... No, no. It's, uh, it's, ah, uh... I'll pass. I'll pass. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Fair enough. Well, no TV shows for us this week, uh, but there is a ton of TV and movie news that this all sort of exploded out of Comic-Con, which is this past weekend. So I guess in an effort to kind of streamline this, we're going to try to take quick takes on each of these. And there's a couple of them that we want to expand on, and I'll point those out. So first up is Netflix Bright. This is a movie with Will Smith, and it's straight to Netflix. Uh, where there's humans, orcs, elves, everybody's just trying to get along, and it takes place like in L.A. This is a weird movie, guys. Uh, I saw the trailer, and I just can't quite understand the the vibe that it's going for. I'm I don't feel like this is going to be a good movie. That's just my feeling. What did you guys it's, think? It's another Will Smith movie. He's trying to be a uh, you know, uh, like you know, a badass, I guess, a cop, because uh, he's like, what is he, LAPD or something like yes. that? And, uh, you know, he's trying to get along with this orc, I guess, orcs and humans uh, and elves. They're just trying to get along. Um, And then, you know, not to give too much away, but I guess they encounter something and now everybody's chasing after them. So it's just, I don't know, the formula seems like it's there, but you're right. I'm not really interested in seeing this movie. 
You know what? I guess I'm the hipster of the group here, but I'm all in on this. Oh, I'm, down, wow. I'm down for this oh, wow. uh, hybrid, I guess, real world medieval fantasy, I guess you could say, or modern medieval fantasy. I don't know what's going on exactly in this. That's what intrigues me. There's like orcs, like you mentioned, elves, but this is in modern times where you're in L.A. with, and they're in the LAPD, uh, and then there's gangs. I don't know what's going on, but I'm all in. I like this sci-fi fantasy stuff. You know what? I'm going to give it a chance. It's it's part of Netflix. You're not. I'm not paying extra for it. What I'm normally paying for my that is true. So that is I true. think it's worth a fair shot. And uh, the director is not bad. You know, although he did do Suicide Squad, which is the most recent movie, which you know is very polarizing. The past movies before that, you know, we saw Fury, which was entertaining. Uh, end of End of Watch, Training Day. Um, they were all kind of like street based outside of Fury. And I think this guy, uh, this director, is more uh, catered towards doing more uh city lifestyle uh movies i guess and i guess it's throwing a little bit element of fantasy in it so looking forward to it all right well that comes out on december 22nd and uh on netflix next up pacific rim this was a teaser uh i love the first movie so i'm all in on this one it looks great to me uh is it john boyega uh you know Finn. yep i, I want to sign up to be a uh <laughs> I only have one concern with that teaser, though. I mean, it looks cool. I'm I'm pumped for the second one. I love the first one. I just hope the CG isn't as bad as the teasers for the the uh, what is it called the the Jaeger Jaegers Jaegers, um, yeah, in the movie because it looks pretty crappy at the moment. I don't know if it's just because it's being a quasi commercial or um, kind of those uh, um, you know join the army type commercials uh, that is trying to uh, parody. But the computer effects were were not that great in it, so I hopefully it improves by the final release. All right, uh, next up is Inhumans. This is the full series trailer. We talked about it briefly uh, when the other t- trailer came out. Uh, just what what's interesting about this one? They're gonna premiere it in IMAX, the first episode, I guess, and then you're gonna continue the series on September 29th. Uh, this seems interesting. You got that guy Ramsey Bolton, the guy yeah. that plays him from Game of Thrones. Right. Uh, I'm cautious. Yeah, of course. Uh, I'm gonna give this a shot, but it's it. This could go either way with me. Do you guys want to check it out in IMAX? I hear it's the first two, and it's a mini series, so I think it's only yes. eight episodes. Okay, yeah, I'm in I'm... for IMAX. Okay, yeah, let's do all it. right. And I think it's like the first show in IMAX or something like that. I think that's why they're all making it a big deal. Yeah, it is. Um, but it'd be interesting episode, to see. To be honest, it. Looks relatively cheesy, but I have high hopes for it because uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. can be pretty cheesy, but it can also be pretty good at times as well. So we'll see. Okay, next up is a teaser for Mondo's favorite movie, uh, Bleach. (laughs) Whoa, whoa, whoa. (laughs) This is an anime series that I have zero connection to. I don't know anything about it, so this is a hard pass for me. So basically, I think it's just going to follow the first episode story arc of... uh... Ichigo Kurosaki, who is a uh, pretty much a Shinigami. So basically, he is a uh, kind of like a soul reaper, and he uh, pretty much sends people to heaven, and he kills demons who are trying to, you know, get those uh, souls. So yeah, yeah I'm Mondo, looking forward to it. <laughs> is this like a, in. <laughs> yeah, Mondo, is this a American live action? Japanese, uh, or Japanese. Okay, so that has potential then. Yes, it does. If yeah. it was American, I'd be like, no it's thanks, tough to, Yeah, it's, it's <laughs> hit or miss with American made. So at least maybe they know the source material a little better in their home country. Okay, James, oh, yeah. are you in or out on this one then? I'll give it a shot. 
Okay. I like, you know, I don't mind watching these adaptions. It's easier than watching the all, you know, the series of whatever 50 episodes. This just gives a quick uh, taste and it's potential to be 100. good. So, yeah, over 100. See, so, yeah, <laughs> that's kind of a big investment compared to just a two hour movie. Invest. All right. And then next up is Rocco's Modern Life movie. I don't know what this is about. This is some okay. type of like characters <laughs> that look like drug rats. Nickelodeon show with Spongebob. I don't even know what's going on. It's trying to be funny. Apparently, they came back from time from the 90s. I don't know what the hell is going on. Hard pass for me. Okay, right. It seems like you're you're just like the characters in the show because you don't know what's going on. You're just coming into it. But this is a show. I don't know if you ever had a childhood, but it's a show back in the day, the 90s called Rocco's Modern it Life. Was? Oh, man. Yeah. I didn't know that. It, it was kind of on the same period with Red and Stimpy, uh, maybe Doug, around that time frame. With the Rugrats. Uh, you yeah, just Rugrats. Saw, bro. <laughs> so basically, they're bringing that back as a, like a movie, kind of like for uh, you know the, heart, the fans and just for uh, nostalgia's sake. But it looks... Uh, for the fans, I, you know, I assume it didn't capture you because you're probably like, "What the hell's going on?" It's kind of funny in the sense that they reference the modern times. Like they're all like, "What are? Where are we now? This is not the '90s anymore." It's very, I don't know. It feels very uh, uh, witty in its humor. So I'm looking forward to it, and that's what made the original one really good. Was it was very witty and adult for the time. Um, now it's a little bit more politically correct with all the current cartoons, but back in the '90s, it was they got away with a lot of things. So I'm excited for it to come back. All in on this one. Okay, fair enough. I didn't have cable back then, so or I missed out on that one. <laughs> <laughs> All right, no worries. Next up is uh, Krypton, the TV show. I, this looks like as if you're trying to do Game of Thrones on the planet Krypton with no Superman in the damn show. I'm not having high hopes for this. This might be a pass, but I'm willing to give it a chance. What if it has General Zod in it? <laughs> Maybe. Okay, okay. But yeah, uh, it's it's yeah, it is kind of interesting that they're making a show on the planet and the people on the planet and I guess it features Superman's grandparents when they were younger. I don't know. I think the reason why they made those characters is that they can have free reign to do whatever with it before having Superman. Well, and then no one has powers because they haven't come to the yellow sun of the earth. Right. So you don't have to waste special effects money on powers. So what's the point of this show, what's right? What's the point? Why are we doing this? <laughs> I'll pass. Uh, you just said Kryptonian. I'm not a big Superman fan. <laughs> All right. Well, as you talk about the 90s, it couldn't be the 90s without Spawn. So he is coming oh, back Rocko's to the big screen. Life. The news broke that Todd McFarlane, creator of Spawn, is trying to bring this movie back. Uh, being produced by the, direct, by the studio that did uh, Get Out. So that had me on board. But here's where I jumped off oh. the, the train right. when... Todd McFarlane is going to direct it. Like, what does he know about directing a movie? Guys, we've been through this what? when Sin City and Frank Miller tried to direct that one, and that was a disaster. Well, no, I, I, Sin City was good. Yeah. You're thinking yeah, of The Spirit. The Spirit yeah. was okay, horrible. Spirit. You're right, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, the yeah, that's uh, it's a gamble at this point. I know, I'm pretty sure the director, I'm sorry, the creative director, Todd McFarlane, has a vision in his mind what he wants to do but probably in terms of his directing ability who knows how it's going to be and especially with that uh producing house that does get out is relatively low budget um he has to be a little bit more creative in that and i don't know if he has that capability but uh we'll see how that goes already a weird choice is that he wants um 
Leonardo DiCaprio to be uh, Al Simmons, the main character Swan, which is kind of... Give me Jamie Foxx, give me 50 Cent, give me somebody. I mean, mean, it's weird, right? It's like, I know it's his character and he can turn it wherever he wants, but that is odd. What made Spawn pretty cool was that it was like an an African-American superhero uh, that, you know, you don't see too many, uh, too much often in comics at the time. And when the first movie came out, uh that was the very first yeah with michael j white that was the very first uh live action superhero movie uh, that was of of african american uh, as a main character i think steel was the next one i don't know who wants to talk about that what What movie was that (laughs) did you just see spawn recently ron i did i did you know what i just uh, it happened to be on netflix it was recently added and guys it does not hold up well I gave it a pass back then because I was a fan, I, but even then I was like, this isn't the best. If you really do want to see some type of an animated version of Spawn, it's the HBO series. Uh, that's probably the best way to do it, but the movie does not hold up at all. Um, and by the way, I don't think Leo would touch this movie with a 10-foot pole. It is not to his caliber. <laughs> he, 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 it's nah. probably also all of the whole budget uh, of the movie will probably have to go to him. Does, too, does so. he have bills? So I think he'll probably take it up. <laughs> I mean, even that they can't afford him. So I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. Yeah, we will see. All right. Next up is uh, the Gifted. We talked about this in the previous show. This is, I guess, more of an extended trailer. This is the Kids X Men or Kids Mutants series for Fox. I'm in on this. I don't even need to watch this trailer because I don't want to spoil anything else. Was there? Did I learn anything else new in from this trailer, James? I think you it seems like there will be a Professor X on the show so I guess there will be ties to X-Men directly. I don't know what characters they'll probably pop up. It'll probably be more of this obscure characters kind of like the characters that are already in the show. Um but it looks like it's uh, closely tied with X-Men. I wonder if it's going to ever cross over with Legion which also is supposed to have Professor X at one point as well. So we'll see how that goes. It'll be funny if they keep casting different people for different versions of the X-Men universe. We'll see. Got a lot of crossover potential here, guys. So, uh, yeah, this is a good show. And I'm the, hyped up as well. And I think they announced it in this trailer is that, the, I guess, I don't know, the first two or the first episode is directed by Brian Singer. So right. it has uh, potential to be good, at least the pilot. Okay, and uh, next up pilot. is Ready Player One. Let me Before I start, let me ask you guys this question. How many of us have read the book? Not me. me. I have not. So Me. Mono has. Okay. So apparently this uh, this trailer is catching a lot of flack yeah, for ba- having too many 80s references. And uh, I know that's kind of the whole point of this of this book and is that it has so many throwbacks and characters calling of 80s movies and pop culture. But I guess the question that people were asking themselves is how relevant is that to kids nowadays? I mean, for the author, that certainly was a, a, some aspect of his life. But if you're a kid going to the movies nowadays, what is your reference to the 80s? So I, I liked it, but it seems like it's really hitting you over the head with it. So what do you guys think? Um, I've read the book um, like two, three years ago. And I just got to say, I hope it does follow the book. Uh, as the too many 80s references, not enough for me. Not enough for me. <laughs> Um, but it is a Steven Spielberg. Uh, he has his own vision. He has his own thing going. So I'm, I'm hoping for the best. I'm not a real big Steven Spielberg fan because he'll do things out of the norm and he'll use his vision. 
uh, accompanied with the source material, but sometimes it's hit or miss with him, honestly. What so, movie have you seen of his that have done that or what you're referring to? Transformers. I think Michael, that. That's Michael Bay, bro. No, no man. No, no, no. He was part of that somehow. He and was I, like yeah. on the producing team. They just threw and him that, up on the thing for producing credit. And that was just the first movie, which was the best one. And then uh, <laughs> his name was no longer attached with that series ever again. Yeah, no, that's all okay. Michael Bay, man. That's yeah, all Michael Bay, bro. <laughs> okay, then I got the mixed up. I got the mixed up. I'm hoping I, it'll be good. It's it's uh, one of those things where it's like, um, you know what? Source material, no source material. It's going to be great regardless. And this seems to be catered more to our generation anyway, so it's kind of it does interest me a lot. Supposedly, there's a lot of uh, video game references as well, which is nice. Uh, just straight alone from the trailer, there was uh, I saw Iron Giant, I saw Freddy Krueger in there, uh, the DeLorean. Those are video games. Iron no, Giant no, was but 90s. the he was mostly 90s. So. Yeah, but uh, it's 80s, 90s. But uh, there was like whatever that thing that was jumping and shooting Freddy Krueger, which I was gonna mention. Uh, he was using a Halo assault rifle, and then there was a Duke Nukem, that character shooting at him. It was interesting to see these weird video game characters. I don't know what they're involved is or how they are in the story, but it's kind of. I am down for all this pop culture stuff. I just wonder what they can implement into it, uh, due to rights and all that licensing issues. Yeah, and for me, even a bad Spielberg movie is very entertaining and a high level of quality. So mm -hmm. I'm in on that. So no matter what, I'll always check out a Spielberg movie. Same here. Yeah. Uh, last up on our TV and movie news is Star Trek Discovery. Uh, again, we had touched on this briefly, but I guess this was a longer trailer. Um, this I'm all in on this show, but here, here's what the question I want to pose is. I was reading this article about how so many series are hesitant to push forward into the future and what i mean by that is none of these shows are continuing the the the, the future storyline going past the timeline of star trek next generation instead we now have a, a, another prequel uh to the original star trek guys wasn't this what the scott bacula series enterprise was so and the thing is is that because of modern special effects it looks so slick and beautiful that so you're like nicer. you think it is the future and it's it's not so it's a shame man <laughs> what do you think of that that it's a, like a prequel i don't mind it whatsoever i think there were more uh progressive series in star trek than there were prequels there's only one enterprise uh show which was a prequel and then the rest were essentially sequels to the original like next uh, uh next generation voyager deep space nine all that was already in the future i guess they already told that story or that portion of the future It'd be kind of nice to, I guess, they would have more free reign to do whatever they want for the prequel version. This one seems a lot more, like you mentioned, slick, very influenced by the movies, it seems like. And I'm all in. I, I love this, uh, this, you know, the casting of uh, women lead. And uh, I don't know. I'm interested to see how it goes. Mondo, what about you? Prosper. All right. I'm hyped. Sounds I'm good. Hyped. Uh, so that's going to premiere on September 24th on CBS. Uh, you know what else is premiering September 24th? Nah, never mind. I'll skip it. <laughs> well, I appreciate the transition there. Uh, and we're going to talk about games. Uh, we all got a chance to play the Destiny 2 beta. It was released. Mm. Eventually, it came out to everyone. It was the first couple of days when, uh, depending on the console you were on, you would get a little bit of a day head start. Um, mm. I'm going to let James start us off because he probably played it the least. Yeah. Uh, and I, I want to get your impressions, James. Uh, of the sample they provided, I liked it. It's pretty good. Um, I like the story missions. It's a lot better than anything of all of the last game. I, you know, 
prior to Taken King, I guess. Uh, I guess Taken King was getting it towards the right direction, which I did appreciate. But the whole beginning campaign of whatever they showed in this demo was 100 times better than anything on the prior game. I wish there was... I hope the... My main concern is, which applies to everything on the demo, which was pretty solid. I liked it a lot. Uh, is that if there has to be more of this type of stuff... Because the beta for the original Destiny was pretty cool. Like, you know, like, when we played it, we're like, okay, this is this is going to be cool. This is only a sample of it. And then it ended up being the whole game was the same thing. Uh, go to one point, put your ghost, whatever, and then fight hordes of monsters. This one, I appreciate the more scripted uh, uh, set PC moments. I, I appreciate that. It's, it feels very Call of Duty-ish in terms of its campaign, which I like. I hope it, uh, you know, the campaign missions, in a ways continue that and then especially with the story and the cutscenes. The strike is also pretty cool. I enjoyed that too. Like I mentioned, I hope uh, uh, there's a lot of it in terms of that type of quality or a lot of missions just like that. Problem I had with the original Destiny, it was all the same missions and very little content. Like I mentioned uh, in prior podcasts, I did we I pretty much beat that whole game outside of the raid in like less than 20 hours, maybe less, 18, 16, whatever. So I like that uh pvp is better i do like uh their more the less uh player count uh it's 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 passable to me i the only thing i i have some concerns with that too uh not to say that it's bad i I, they can improve it in any way uh i don't like that for for the matches that i played i don't know if it was like that for you you it seems like it became a spam fest of uh, the powers on the last like 30 seconds. I guess everyone got their power at the, at the end consistently. Yes, that is, uh, that is a known issue. The, uh, the charge times for your supers are way too slow. And as a result, everyone was getting them at the end. They did mention that they were going to address that in the final version. I personally would prefer that they didn't have that at all uh, and focus strictly on the gunplay. That's me. That's not going to change. I know that's not going to make a difference. But... Uh, I did I, I did like it better than the the last games. The only problem is I don't know if it's the guns or it's this is the same problem I had the last game or just the lack of uh, dedicated servers is that I'll be having a jump on somebody and I'm shooting them way ahead of before them and yet I still lose the gun that fight. I'm like what the hell? That's it, so weird. And and the it's it could be a combination of both things because the like, I don't know why their gun is better than my gun or why they take less damage than I take damage. Uh, impact, you have to look at the impact stats. So perhaps you had a close-range weapon and they had a little bit something more But that's the thing. That's, that's, that's my problem with it. Since, like, everyone has such a varied item, well, uh... uh there's no balance, basically. Yeah, there's, there, everyone has such a wide variety of, like, gear, weapons that affect different things. I, like, why, how did, why did I lose that match? I had to jump on them, yet I still lost. That's, that's kind of whack to me and then uh or either that or it can be lag so and i looked it up a little bit i guess because still peer uh peer i'm sorry peer to peer people are still doing the lag switch hacks or whatever so that's kind of disconcerting i know they probably will get banned or whatever when the full game comes out but it doesn't prevent people from doing that still so that's kind of my concern but i do like the pvp changes that they made i don't i appreciate it because they eliminated a lot of the I guess the shotguns and the snipers to being power weapons. I like that a lot. I would rather prefer pure gunplay than just power plays at all times. And I see it; it's promising, but it's not. It's not going to be its main attraction. But it's a lot better than there ever was in the first game to me. Uh, yeah, this uh, you bring up some good points. But one thing I will note: I think your style that you prefer for PvP 
is uh, a, a very balanced, everyone has a level playing field, you're a big Halo fan. Whereas this one, because there's so many weapon perks and everybody's bringing new weapons to the table, there's a lot more variation. And uh, I think that's not your style. But that's, um, what, that's where I see the frustration is because like, why, like, how is that fun where like, you know, let's say I just want to do PVP and I don't want to like grind to get the best gear. And how am I going to expect it to do great if like my gun is like the whack ass, the weaker version of their gun, but I still uh, had the better like play or the jump on somebody and I still lose. That's weird to me. I don't know. That's just me. That's my, yeah. my gripe with it. So No, it's all good and it's understandably so. I mean, you guys were talking about getting your uh, supers at the end of the match. Now, I'm not sure which class you guys are playing and I'm pretty sure it was not the Hunter because Hunters are my main. Mm. I, I gotta swear to you, man. Not once in the entire game playing PvP did I ever get my super and I'm killing guys left <laughs> and right. My little super bar... Barely gets a little, you know, like a little, you know, like a little upgrade or a little like, hey, here you go, Mondo. We're going to add something to your super. Hell no. This is how Bungie, yes, I'm speaking to you guys. Uh, what is your problem with hunters? Seriously. It's like uh, I'm walking around so with one leg and one <laughs> arm tied behind my back as a hunter. The shade step doesn't really help because right. the cooldown factors as I lose my voice because I'm getting a little, <laughs> you know. Emotional. <laughs> emotional here. <laughs> you know, being a little Peter Parker, getting a little emotional. But Mondo, that, just, that stuff... It, no, no, no. It, it, just, it just sucks that they concentrated on two other classes and literally made them more accessible, made them a little bit better, made them a little bit stronger, and get this, more fun to play. Um, and for the Hunters, those loyal Hunter players, we got the shaft. Yeah, now, the... going into PvP, using those weapons, hey, you know hold, what? Hold on, Mondo. Let, let us touch on that point uh, that you just made, which was that that was one of the big complaints to come out of this, is that all the other character classes have a skill that contributes to the rest of the team, whereas instead the Hunters just get a dodge roll that reloads their weapon. And now Bungie originally had said this is because they're like the lone wolves. But when you're playing a game that focuses on team tactic, that's not very helpful for everyone else. And so there's a lot of people complaining about that. Um, so I, I would agree with that, having tried them all, that that is a big issue and they really need to address that. And the thing is, it's a game that's ever evolving. They can always change the numbers of the stats Absolutely. or whatever. Absolutely. So, I mean, if enough complaints come about, yeah, they'll eventually yeah. change it, it. And again, it is the beta. But from what I've seen, it's just like, here's the hunter. Eh. Okay. You're just an afterthought. <laughs> I just so want to we'll come see. up. Once I the just... full game comes out, we'll see. But again, going back to the PvP thing, uh, you know what? Uh, the gunplay is awesome without using any uh, <laughs> any of those supers to get those kills and feel like you're a big man, you know, like, yeah, I prefer oh, I kills, skill play. You know? yeah, yeah, skill play. It That's was, my it thing. Fun. It was fun. And I do agree, like, they got to balance the game out and hopefully they will try harder this time around because it is true going into PvP and some guy, you know, back in the day when the game came out and people did the raids, people got the Vex Mytho class and that was just an insane weapon. People were just mowing people down left and right and that was a big deterrent. Basically, oh, let me go to the raid. Let me get this awesome weapon so I can, you know, mow people down in PvP. There's no fun in that. Let so, me yeah. ask this then, because uh, like I mentioned, uh, let me ask. Let me add a little bit of uh, uh, gripes too, and it's all coming back to me that Mondo brings it up. Um, I right, go for it. In the in the in the my problem also is not with the campaign, but more with the strike. Uh, 
I, I, I don't know if it's going to be like this in the whole game. I can't say it is, but I like the world that it's in, but you rarely ever get to do any sort of exploration to it or there's no point to it. You just go from point A to point B again uh, and then, you know, get, go into some encounters. And then I think the that one thing where you have to, like, blow up the turbine, that was a little bit uh, frustrating. I don't know if they're going to uh, prove that. That's also going to be yeah. addressed as well. Uh, okay. It, it, it was... Uh, it even caught one of the guys that were working on the game that it was such an old build that he's like, oh, I didn't know that was still in there. We we fixed that a long time ago. So just keep in mind for everyone, we are making comments off of an old build and much right. of this will be addressed. Right. So I hope I hope Please the full that. game is going to be better. I don't you know, my thing is that I'm not a grinding person. I hope I have the, they give me the ability to play through the game and then like if I'm level enough. I used to do one of the raids just by beating the game. That's what was cool about Diablo. That was cool about, uh, you know, even the division. Even though I didn't do any of the raids in division, at least there were 60 hours or 50 hours worth of content of missions and different variety of uh, uh, missions for that compared to the first Destiny where you have to keep redoing the same missions uh, to get anywhere. And, I, you know, that's my main my main hope for the, the full game. And to be honest, I know this is going to trigger you, Ron, it still looks just like an expansion. It doesn't look like a sequel. So, yeah, but but the oh, game okay. the game is completely. It still <laughs> it's still solid. I mean, it's still a solid game. That's not. I'm not saying it's a bad thing, but it does doesn't look like a major uh, a major step. It's more just like a refinement. Uh, 1.5 over two. So when you looked at Halo Two to Halo Three, what's the difference? I a couple of extra weapons, better no. graphics. I, I can campaign. Yes. Oh, See, look, the gloves are coming off, guys. No. Like Halo in general was more for the campaign, but what Halo Two revolutionized was the multiplayer, and in Halo Three, we'll get and into this that a little further as well. Barely. See, that's the thing. It, it they offered a little refinement to whatever was in the original one. So basically, in Destiny uh, Two to One, all they did was just eliminate the amount of players. That's all they really did, and then just did the gun balancing, which could have been an expansion. No, but the power weapons changes your complete dynamic because it's right, now focused on primary weapons. Exactly, but that can be done. That's something that's still just like a not of a, a, a major change. Like same thing with you know Halo Three in the sense that the gameplay overall, the multiplayer wasn't changed that much. They just added the little power armors, which is you're right that didn't change much. But there was nothing wrong with it compared to the Destiny uh, from one to two. That's why they had to do those refinements. In three, they just added something that was already good in the first place. Plus, they added a ton of features to the overall game. You have four player co-op this time. You have full theater mode. Yeah, forge mode, which made the in the the content uh, pretty much limitless in terms of forge. You had uh, share libraries, so you can go to anybody's uh, profile in game and look at their pictures, get their get. You know, you could take screenshots. There were so much things added to it that felt like a full game, not on top of just adding the story. This one literally is just the story and refinements to whatever the first game was. Well, we still don't know everything that's going to be in there. Exactly. We don't know the amount of content, so yeah. we're just basing it off of a couple of things. So, But then how are you disagreeing me based on your same exact... In terms of the, the graphic <laughs> update, in terms of the changes to the classes, it's a significant update. It's not, mm, it's not really. The class is not really because they're still the same classes. They just move things around. It seemed like they moved the... The, whatever the Mondo, who's the guy with the knife? They gave like the knife oh, power man. to the Titan. Yeah. It's the same shit, just with the shield. Um, I don't know. They just moved a little things around and added I, the graphics. Yes, is better, but it's not. Uh, it that's that's expected of that game. But everything else, it's not. Too, it's more of a refinement than an improvement. 
Uh, we'll case. agree all to right. disagree. All right, guys. Break it up. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, told you so, I told you this will trigger Ron. <laughs> Break it up, guys. Uh, let's keep, right, let's guys. keep moving, guys. Uh, next up is Mass Effect. James, you've already mentioned this. Uh, is there anything further you want to add to it? How far have you gotten? Uh, I'm about halfway now. I'm enjoying it. I'm just, uh, you know, this is just a game I'm still playing right now. I'm hoping to beat soon. But uh, I'm enjoying my time. I've just been straight, primarily doing just story missions and the loyalty missions. There's so many side missions. I maybe get to it once I beat the game if I feel like it. But I'm totally digging the story right now, and uh, I highly recommend it. It's probably one of the best stories in in quite a while in terms of gaming, in a ways that I played. Um, but you know, I'm enjoying my time with it. All right, and uh, next up is Fortnite. Uh, this is the beta or like pre pre release. What do you call this? What what is this? It's not it's the a, final game. It's a closed beta. Closed beta. It's, it feels final, but it, I think I don't know what they're updating or i don't know what their case is but it's pretty polished um Mondo, you play a lot more than me maybe you can talk about this um i'll be honest like the maybe you can talk about the tutorial because i'll be honest uh when i uh, turned on the game i was half awake so for me to get through the tutorial took me like <laughs> took me a, a good while but um once i got the hang of building it's not that difficult it's very user-friendly and you know you can have one guy you know create ammo or just you know be the well, guy maybe you can just tell them uh, what kind of game this is um so basically think of it's like a cross between minecraft because you are you know mining for resources and a what's that uh genre called um it escapes my mind right now well i think the only thing it relates to minecraft is that you're building stuff but in terms of uh like a base you, building game Kind yeah. of like a base build, like a tower defense. There you go. Kind tower of like a tower, tower defense, but uh, you you go you go around the world uh, looting things. So you have to find the stuff out in the world, either by destroying it or by looting or finding treasure, uh, things of that nature. And uh, but it's, it's really cool because they have uh, in-game objectives, like try not to build too much. And I and I do apologize again, James. I I, I added that one wall, <laughs> so <laughs> right. we didn't get that uh, special perk at the end. Um, but yeah, if What's really cool is that the game actually makes in-game sounds. So, like, say you're, like, you know, like you mentioned before, like, if you explore, uh, certain items will make, like, a distinctive sound. So, I would suggest turning up the sound effect uh, all the way to 100, because at default, it's at 50, which is really, really low. I don't know why they did that. But uh, you'll notice little sounds here and there, and you can, you know, find a treasure box, uh, loot boxes, uh, very rare resources materials. So, um, that's fun. And it's very it's very deep. There's very interactive. Like, it's, yeah. it's it's such a weird hybrid because it's kind of an RPG. You level up a lot of things like your weapons, your your characters, you uh your guns. Uh, but the gunplay is very Gears of War. It's made by, you know, that that developer Epic. They made Gears, they made uh, Unreal Tournament, all that stuff. So it has a very high polish to it and basically what I guess the concept of this game is the world has there's some sort of disease where it turns people to zombies. And you guess and you're pretty much you're the last splinter or survival so you got to work together in uh in not much of it surviving it's like this weird overcast like a storm came through yeah it's, yeah. it's weird um but it pretty much you work together in a group uh, everyone has a different class that specializes in something i think mondo is a better builder i'm primarily the assault guy so i just kill yep. I, I do better with guns um but yeah it's a it's a fun game there's lots of to do uh it seems like i think we're still even in the tutorial mission even though we're still 
going a lot of missions we're still in the tutorial it's very it has like a a story uh with these robots finding you and they're pretty uh charismatic and i like the voice acting yeah they're pretty funny um but it's a strong gunplay good co-op uh pretty deep systems in there i enjoy it quite a lot it's pretty addicting it makes me want to go every day to at least do the the daily stuff because you get the um, the daily llama which is the loot and uh cool a pinata that you break and you uh, get items right and then it's cool that you know i guess if even you're by yourself uh people will join you in your game and on in your home world and base and all that stuff so it's it's a it's a fun multiplayer game all right uh i'll probably skip that but i'm glad you guys are enjoying it <laughs> uh next up is uh horizon zero dawn i got a chance to finish this game we already talked about it so i won't go too much into detail but I love this game, love the ending. I put a ton of hours into it. I'm even going to go back because once you do complete the game, it does put you back in the world if you want to pick up any extra collectibles. Um, And it actually places you before the final quest in in terms of your save file. So you can kind of go back in there and do any cleanup if you're interested. Um, I'm definitely going to pick up the uh, downloadable content that's going to be coming out in a few months for this game. It's like an expansion to the storyline. So... Highly recommend this game. Cool, cool. Was that right. good? Yeah, it was a great ending. Okay. Great ending. Yep. And uh, I just I feel like the more you go into the deep story missions, the the better you can appreciate the world and and the story that's being told there. Um, and I do recommend James that you go to get that uh, armor. That armor it makes things significantly easier. Okay. Um, especially if you want to do Mr. like. OP? A, uh, you can just take a lot of damage, okay, uh, and it recharges. So really, if you go hide, you don't have to use potions ever. Okay, okay. Yeah. <laughs> and you can take a lot of punishment like before it goes down. I'll check it out. Yeah, and that's a and that's you have to get before the last missions, right? So yeah, even if you missed one of the little pieces, which is the second piece, is the one that's missable in the storyline because it closes up on you. Um, you actually can't get the final piece until the second to the last story mission anyway, so uh, you might as well just get them all then. Is it part of the story to get it, though, or is it a side? No, they're thing? hidden. They're hidden. Okay, okay. Yeah. I see. Um, okay. Uh, let's get into some game news here. Uh, Injustice, Starfire's next DLC character. This is a girl that has flame in her hair. I'm she's not familiar. Yep. She's a Teen Titan. Okay. I'm not familiar with this character, but it, she looks <laughs> yep, cool in the video. <laughs> she's a girl. She's fire. She flies. Yeah. Cool. Bang, bang. She's fire. She bang, has bang. green skin, right? Pew, pew. <laughs> Lots of pew, pews. Uh, so, looks good. Yeah. If you have Injustice and you got the season pass, uh, pick, pick uh, this one you up. you like it so far, Ron? Uh, well, I'll talk about it more next week because I only just dived into uh, okay. one or two chapters, so we'll save that for next Fair week. Enough. And I, I like the the DLC DLC scheduling they've done with this. It seems like they're releasing new characters not too soon, not too far. It feels like it's you know just a consistent uh, wave of content, which I appreciate. All right, and uh, next up is uh, PvP player versus player is coming to uh, Ghost Recon Wildlands. This is going to be a free update. It's going to be four versus four team deathmatch. Um, you can have six different classes. You're going to have a loadout. It's a free update, but I'm not really interested in this. I completely jumped off of this game. It just it would it was solid, but it wasn't really holding me, and the storyline wasn't holding me in. So I just bailed out on this game. Is anyone interested in this? Uh, yeah, I'm willing to give it a chance uh, if they go the uh, 
tactical route like Rainbow Six, but in an open world, I'm all in. That's what it seems like it's getting at with its classes and, uh, the, you know, the time to kill for these, you know, uh, these characters are relatively small anyway. So I see that there's a lot of potential for tactical gameplay, but we'll see how it goes, especially if that's a free update. I'm looking to sabotage uh, two of my buddies that I play online with, uh, Fluxer and Goose. Uh, usually we'll do story <laughs> missions, and I just like messing things up. So this is on 14 Deathmatch. I can't wait for that. They'll be pissed off at me. <laughs> yeah, right. hopefully there's uh, no what's called friendly fire, so we'll see how that goes. Yeah. <laughs> um, next up, Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite. James, they heard your complaints. They're going to mm-hmm. remodel Chun-Li. All right? You can calm down. Damn They're right. gonna remodel Chun Li. <laughs> yeah, what are they gonna do? Give her thicker thighs? Uh, apparently, it's like the whole character model. They just people were complaining about it, and so they're gonna uh, redo the character. Hey, it looked hey worse guys, than not everybody's a Ken. Okay, all right. <laughs> um, I know they should make it look more like Ken. That's all. Yeah. <laughs> Some other additions were that they added or that just revealed it's gonna be Spider Man, uh, Frank West from Dead Rising, Resident Evil Three Nemesis. And my favorite, Mike F. and Hagar. Oh, guys from <laughs> Marvel vs. Capcom 3. Yeah, not a big surprise. Well, yeah, yeah not of a big course. Surprise. But now he but, has a projectile. But they've done this in the past, though. <laughs> oh, he has a, oh, wow. What is he, yeah, he throws a barrel. Come out of his ass. He, throw a barrel. <laughs> he throws a flaming barrel. Does he still spin around like uh, Zangief? Uh, he should. <laughs> <laughs> that would be funny if they remove that. We'll see. Yeah. All right, and now let's get into some of the free games this month, starting on Xbox, Slime Rancher, and Trials Fusion. Hard pass on both. What? You don't uh, like Trials Fusion? You like Trials? No. That's no, what? No. no. No interest. Okay. All oh, right. man. All right. All right. <laughs> I don't know what Slime Rancher is, uh, but free, I'll give it a shot. Yeah. Okay, on Same. Xbox 360, uh, Bayonetta and Red Faction Armageddon. Bayonetta, oh. I, I, I hear it's great, but it's just I'm not good at character action games. And then Red Faction Armageddon. This was not as good as the one that was before it. So, which Ron, was you weren't Gorilla. good at Devil May Cry? No. No? No. No. Yeah, I wasn't good at it. Well, that's a solid <laughs> uh, solid lineup this month. Three out of the four. four the fourth, well, I don't know, Slime Rancher. So, that that's a wash. So, good selection this month. Yep. Agreed. Okay, PS Plus. Uh, I'm going to go down the line here. Some of these may not be familiar. Just Cause 3, that I'm interested in. That's on PS4. It's a good solid line. That's a solid game. Okay. Yep. Uh, Assassin's Creed Freedom Cry. This is weird because this is the DLC that, that can, is now standalone to uh, Assassin's Creed Black Flag. I bought this. <laughs> so, so no need for me to play it. I already passed this one. You can play that game, that DLC. It's, you don't need to have the I didn't Black know flag. that, but for this one in particular, they have not made it a thing. Okay. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. All right. And then on PS3, Super Motherload. Never heard of it. <laughs> Snake Ball. PS3 is discontinued. I don't think never we should heard have heard of it. About that again. For PS3, uh, Downwell. Never heard of it. This is PS Vita. You can cross what buy have, it on PS4. What, All these indie what, games. Who what cares? have you heard, Mother? What have you heard, Ron? I told you the ones I've heard of. You only go for the AAA, Ron. Yeah, exactly. Downwell and level 22. Whatever, guys. But like, if you if you but, want this, it's free, guys. But, but you're the yourself. only one that has a Vita, man. This should be important for you. Like, They're giving you free games. You should know what these games are all about, man. Like, That's why I can criticize you. Gotta, I have you gotta, a Vita. You got to keep it alive, yo. I thought you were that community that uh, oh, supporting man. the Vita. 
<laughs> it's it's on life support. I'll say that. He has Vita fanboys. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that's going to do it for us this week. As always, we do recommend that you like our Facebook page or send us feedback at easyoperationsqa at gmail.com. Anything else you want to add, Mondo? And, you know, if, on occasion, if you guys catch me streaming on Mixer, it's Mondonium, M-O-N-D-O-N-I-U-M. Drop us a line. I think you, you spelled your name wrong, around. by the way. Yes, I know. I just... <laughs> you said M-O-N-D-E. Oh, D-E. Uh, Whoops. <laughs> Instead of the E, it's an O. Ah, you know what? I just got out of work. So, just hey, sound it out. I'm here with you guys. Just, just sound, sound it out. out. Yeah. Spell it phonetically. Mondonium. <laughs> yeah, yeah, ask Google. Ask, you know, ask Siri. Someone. Right, but yeah, you plug anything? Yeah, I would like to uh, thank friend of the show uh face hugger he's the one that provides our intro and outro music uh he's going on a tour he's going to atlanta for his next show all right and uh we're happy to hear him if uh, anyone likes uh synth wave or that type of music check him out and uh another links on the show notes yeah please do we got a sweet intro and outro so thank you face hugger all right that's gonna do it for us this week thank you and good night james take it easy guys good night, Mondo. rest in peace daryl Rest in peace.